0: It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth, technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes, and I'll tell you how. Hey everybody! Welcome to Great Mondays Radio. Terrilyn Juarez Monroe, the Chief People Officer at Bonterra, BonterraTech.com. Thank you so much for coming on. It's really good to see you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about kind of how you uh, came to this idea of culture and why that's so important? I know you're you're steeped in HR, but not every HR leader is a is culture aware.
1: I guess we can say. Thanks, Josh, great to be here. Um, You know, it's interesting, culture is so important today. Um, I think it's always been important, but it's really been amplified given everything that's been going on in our environment, especially with all this remote work that's been going on, the layoffs that have been going on. And um, I think I have to stretch back several years um, when I was working in HR. It was actually one of my first gigs in HR and it became really apparent that people left because they weren't connecting to the culture. They weren't feeling like they belonged. They couldn't connect to the values and couldn't connect to the leaders who weren't necessarily role modeling what we, what we hope to see in a company. And so that just stuck with me over the years. But then what also stuck with me is really understanding that end-to-end employee experience and how that really actually links to a culture, and thinking about how do we infuse our values and culture into that end-to-end experience?
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about end-to-end? The what what you mean by the end-to-end employee experience?
1: Absolutely. So if we think about um, as consumers, when we um, want to buy something, think about something that you've recently bought. Um, you actually have a need, and so you're going to shop for it then you're gonna buy it, then you're gonna use it, and then hopefully it doesn't need service, but sometimes it does. Well, if we think about the end-to-end employee experience, you you can apply that same thinking in terms of there's candidates who are looking for a job, there are companies who want to find candidates looking for a job, Uh, and then you have employees, and then you have alumni. And across that, all those different personas, you've got moments that matter. Moments that tell a candidate, an employee, or an alumni, wow, this is a great place to work, or this was a great place to work. And they're going to be your best promoters and advocates and champions for your brand and your culture. When you get those moments right, that makes a huge difference. And that creates that stickiness, Mm -hmm. but also it also attracts other people, but it also leaves that impression with folks so that they feel proud of the organization, even when they've left.
0: I feel like that's something that um, culture leaders don't think about: is the post-employment uh, moment, the alumni. It's just so important to have a good feeling. You want if someone leaves on good terms, then they can continue to refer back to you. They may even come back and work for the company, uh, and and I just I, I feel like it always just kind of stops at the like all right see ya don't let the door hit you on the way out
1: yeah it's interesting um and you know during this this time of layoffs and you know most companies are going through some kind of a reorganization or a shuffle right now and you're going to hit every emotion with people um who are leaving because um it's a difficult time and so i always try to say um when someone becomes an alumni, you want to create the best possible experience. It's not always going to be the best experience, depending on the terms in which they leave, but how can you create the best possible experience for that very reason that you're talking about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like in my experience, the kind of initial like interview experience is also shortchanged. That's always such a that's like I feel like almost the first, and you're talking about moments that matter, that that moment where you get to see if this organization is all it's cracked up to be. And often it's a afterthought. Oh my God, I'm running late. I don't know how many times it's like the person who, you know, welcomes you to an interview is like, I totally forgot you were coming. And you're like, well, what, it's tar- you know, that's such a, like you could have done that so much better, right? The the amount of power or, 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 or goodwill that you could gain if you're trying to recruit these people.
1: Mm-hmm. So true. It's interesting. Years ago, I worked for an organizational psychologist. He was amazing. And um, he said, there are two things that matter to an employee um, during times of change or during those moments. And the two turn into a question. One is, do you care about me? And do you care about my role? And whether you're an alum, a a candidate rather, right, who's interviewing for a position And in that scenario that you just gave, right? Do you care about me? Because you were 10 minutes late and we only have a 20 minute interview. How important is this role to you if um, you can't even be on time for our meeting or interview? Um, And, but that carries through the, the employee experience when someone is actually an employee at the company as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. All right. So I want to ask you about um, wins and fails, culture wins and fails in your career. So you've done this for a while and I would love for you to kind of reach back and think about a moment, uh, two moments that um, we can learn from. Uh, We want to hear from someone like you, what was, what is a win that you had that that's like, man, this was something that really um, that, that was so important. It just stuck with me. And I, I took that lesson forward. And then the same with that fail. What, what happened where you're like, oh man, if only I had known something that we can learn from.
1: Oh, gosh. So many learnings over the years. Yes, now. I
0: know. Just pick two. <laughs>
1: okay, um, let's see. So in terms of a win, um, uh, I'm going to go back a little bit in time to talk about an experience that's kind of shaped how I think about things right now, especially when it comes to initiatives around culture or engagement. And um, I guess it goes back to thinking about what's important to our employees at the end of the day. and When I've had my best wins, it's because it's really understanding what are the needs and expectations of employees? What are those unmet needs? Mm. And then how do we work with employees to experiment our way to success? So let me explain a little bit more as to what that means. So I'm an idea person, and this is going to tie a little bit into um, what didn't work so well. I Uh, I can come up with the best ideas and (laughs) I get all excited about ideas. However, if they don't fill a need, if they don't resonate with our employees as we're rolling them out, they kind of fall flat. You won't see that utilization that you want. You won't see the adoption. You won't see people excited about it. And so what I've learned over the years is some of my best wins have been because we've really understood our employees and thought about them as customers. Customers of our services and offerings. Oh, wow. Right. And when you start to think about that, then you say, well, what's really important to them? What are their unmet needs? What's that employee value proposition really mean to them? And where are the gaps? And then, how through the products, services, and offerings that I, as a people leader, can deliver to meet those expectations or even delight my customers? because we're actually doing something that's important to them that they said was important. So listening to our employees, just like a good company listens to its customers to understand how to develop solutions that meet their needs or unmet needs, is really powerful. And what's not done so well is coming up with a great idea that we think is terrific and then not really ensuring that it's meeting a need of an employee or a group of employees And then rolling it out to everybody all at once. Oh, my goodness. I have fallen in love with experimentation with small groups to say, "Okay, here's an idea. What do you think? And I'd rather have now someone poke holes at an idea when the idea is small before it grows. And we do this big, huge launch to the entire company. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's how you do you do research in some capacity before like, cause you come with, I think we're similar in that way where it's like, oh my gosh, I have this amazing idea. And then, you know, it's like, do you, do you do that research beforehand? Like a lot of companies do with new features for their products, or is yeah. it that like, I have an idea. I want to experiment with 10 employees first.
1: Yeah. It, so Uh, And it's interesting. So speaking of ideas real quickly, it's funny because once I um, got into leadership roles, because I'm an idea person, I would say, wouldn't it be cool? And then I would have my team go off and run with an idea. And I would be thinking, no, 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 no. It was just an idea, not necessarily an ask. Um, And so now I'm very intentional to really look at things like many of us have employee engagement surveys. Mm -hmm. What does that tell us? Focus groups. And just even connecting with employees at all levels periodically to say, hey, what's going well? What's not? How do we really understand what their needs are if we're not really listening in a variety of ways? Like, what are your pain points? But also, what would totally delight you? And I love asking that of not only employees, but also candidates, which is really, really powerful. So that listening is first, and then it's a matter of understanding, okay, now, Let's think about how can we solve a problem? How can we deliver on an expectation or an Mm -hmm. unmet need? And then experiment slowly, small, um, with groups before we roll things out.
0: Do you have an an example of either an idea that was either a win or a fail that you could share more specifically? Because I think those stories really resonate with folks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think... um, So I'll take uh, our values as, so as a company, we are a result of four companies that merged together within the last year and a half. So um, we've had an opportunity to do a lot of experimentation because um, we were creating so much from scratch Um, or trying to figure out how do we honor the past of these companies, but then create something new in the spirit of our single company now going forward. I think one of the things that we did was actually creating our values, and part of that was based on our employees telling us, "Hold on, you know, we all have different sets of values." And actually, one of our companies didn't even really have clear values when I asked them, saying, "You know, what is it when you think about values? What are they?" People were saying, "Well, I think they were," but everyone had a different answer. And so, what what worked really well was listening to our employees, where we actually pulled employees together and ask them, what's important to you? What would make you proud of working here? What are your expectations in terms of how we treat each other at work? And how do we start to shape those thoughts into words that are meaningful and impactful and um, actually help guide our how, so that we not only focus in on what our goals are and the results that we're trying to achieve as a company, but we think about how we're delivering it, which then connects back into culture, as you know, as you've taught me in the past, um, and, and just um, really thinking about the two working together. And I think because we listened to our employees and we actually had our culture ambassadors that helped define our values, that was a win. I've worked previously in other companies where the CEO said, I got the values. I want us to have six values. I'm gonna sit with my leadership team. We have a good sense as to what employees want. They come up with the values and then they don't get internalized. People can't always resonate with it because they feel like it was this top down approach as opposed to coming from employees and understanding what would make a great place to work based on that voice of employee.
0: Yeah, I've seen that um, challenge uh, kind of come to life uh, previously as well, where you have your leadership team and they think they understand, and they they don't. Um, when you're small, you do, but at some point you stop knowing, and that's really powerful to have employees come forward and say, hey, look, this is what's important to me. That's so That's so great, and that's a great way to kind of experiment and have this sort of ongoing improvement conversation. Do you continue to, or how do you continue to um hear about the needs of employees, right? So now we just talked about kind of a discrete moment of I've got an idea or a project. Is is that something that you've incorporated? And if so, is there some way that works better than than others to, to continue to listen?
1: And I think we need listening posts everywhere. Uh, mm. I think it's really important that we just don't rely on a, a, you know once, twice, three, four times a year survey. But instead, we're actually going and we're asking employees. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to actually see an employee use something that we've delivered. So, for example, an HR system, as an example. Um, mm. you know, so actually to observe someone saying, show me how you get to do X um, uh, process and to see them struggle with it or to see how easy it is. And then to hear their feedback about what they would improve if they were in charge of it, if they were me, what would they focus on first? I love that, and you know that only comes through um, listening, observing, talking. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to pull those things from a survey, and you know I think that's one of the things we have to figure out in this remote environment that we're in right now: is how do you find different ways to listen and learn? When so much is remote, we're a fully remote workforce. um, Mm. And so that makes it challenging. So I really appreciate and value that time when I am working with others in an office environment, which is, you know, not that often. Um, But when I do, you know, I'm really taking a lot of time to listen and learn.
0: Yeah. Uh, we we know in the tech world that um, there's a lot of emphasis in UX research. It sounds like we need to do more EX research like you're doing, this observation uh, and continuing to listen because that's just as important. And I I want to I just recap here by saying I love this idea that they are the employees are the customer, and those are the those are the folks. They're not just going to sit there anymore because you happen to be paying them some money. It's something that's really really compelling, and I appreciate your story uh, and stories and sharing this with us. I really really love it. It's so wonderful to see you, Tara Lynn Juarez Monroe, Chief People Officer of BonterraTech.com. It's so wonderful to see you. Is there anything else you want to share with our Uh, our listeners uh, about how to contact you or where they can read more um, great information that maybe you've learned from previously?
1: Yeah, so there's lots of great um, places to go and listen and learn. You know, I think LinkedIn is actually super powerful. I also think Harvard Business Review always has great articles around culture and leadership, which is so key. Um, You know, as a company, we are all about powering those who power social impact. And so when you think about volunteerism, giving, um, you know, come check us out for that as well, because we're actually a social good company, creating a social good ecosystem, which is really unique. And so as we think about corporate social responsibility and what we can all do together to make the world a better place, um, that's what we're about. So check us out on our website too.
0: Excellent, Carolyn. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at a.k.a. Josh Levine on YouTube at Great Mondays. And you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.